let that be the lesson of this podcast. Don't trust Al Michaels. No. Trust us when it comes to Texas high school football. Tap and step. Premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends with Dave Campbell's Texas football. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. And we're we're Tep and Step. Then Two we probably weeks in to, a row. We probably need to, at that point, come together and be like, and we're Tep and Step. And like, say it together. Hold hands and <laughs> skip merrily through the studio. <laughs> this is your week three review slash week four preview edition of the podcast. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. Thank you. We love you very much. You are wonderful, and I bet you smell nice. I haven't smelled every one of you, but I bet you guys smell nicer than non-subscribers. Uh, that, that's, that's true, because mm-hmm. non-subscribers have BO. That's right. You heard it here first. Yes. Don't tell them that, though. No. If you're a former non-subscriber and you just subscribed, guess what? You're, you just you're, discovered deodorant. Your <laughs> smell just got in... in just become a lot better. It's very intoxicating. So we've got a lot to get to, but before we get to anything, we will start, as we always do, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. So this is a, a little less interesting than I was hoping it was going to be, simply because it was because there have been teams that have not played the same number of games. A lot of games rained out the last two weeks, hashtag war on weather. A lot, of, a lot of games that are, are not in the books. But we're just going to go on full aggregate here. Not by average, right. but by full aggregate. Matt Step, which public school 11-man Texas high school football team has scored the most points through three weeks of the Texas high school football season? So I tweeted about a team that has scored a lot of points already this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've scored the most, but I'm going to say, which speaking of this, I need to return his call. Judd Thrash at McGregor. He called me earlier today. Mm-hmm. I did not return his call. Sorry, Coach Thrash. I will call you as soon as this podcast is over. Mm-hmm. But I will guess the McGregor Bulldogs, who are averaging 53 points per game this year. Great guess. Okay. Excellent guess. Not the right guess. Dang. Um, they would be, and I'm counting only teams that are that have played three games so far. Technically, the average belongs to Pflugerville Hendrickson because yeah. they are averaging 60 points a game, but they've only played two games. Correct. So we're only going on aggregate. So from aggregate, they would be one, uh, two, three, four, fifth. They are fifth top in the five. state. It's not top terrible, five. Yeah, not terrible. Number four is Umble. Off to a very nice three and zero start. Talked about Umble uh, in the, in the in the DCTF. Uh, what do we call that over there? Our cubes. The are. bunker. The bunker. Yeah. They have scored one hundred and sixty two points. Third so far, the three and zero Katie Tompkins. They yes, I mentioned them in ten thoughts this week. So look for that uh, on texasfootball.com. They've Coach. scored one hundred and sixty six points. As have I guess tied for second. Stamford has scored 166 yeah, points. They put up some points. They yeah. put up some points. But the leading scoring team in the state of Texas through three games, your Haltom Buffaloes. That's right. I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm getting blown up on Twitter with halt, the Haltom fans. Man, they they have scored 179 points in three games. Michael Black is up for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. This they week. hung 66 on Saginaw. Yeah. They hung 48 on Pascal. Mm-hmm. And then last week they hung 65 on Lake Highlands. That one surprised me. They beat Lake yeah. Highlands like that? That was a big surprise. Now, bigger, obviously bigger, you know, Challenges are ahead. They're at North Mesquite this yeah. week, and that, that's they sh- that's a winnable game. It's a winnable game. Home yeah. to Weatherford should win that five and zero is yeah. very much in. Uh, but then uh, I've got very bad news because then they go to Trinity. Yeah, but hey, that district. I mean, aside from Trinity, that district is uh, suddenly opening up. Yeah, San Angelo is not the same. Uh, I'll tell at- you what, Abilene is mm-hmm. off to a nice start. They're they two and one. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, because district- they beat Cooper, right? Uh, no, yeah, they they did. Uh, yeah, they, they beat yeah. Cooper. Yeah, and they, they beat uh, Midland Lee. Two yes, weeks ago. So that was they a nice did. win for the, for the Eagles. Yeah, they so. edged they edged uh, Abilene Cooper in the uh, crosstown showdown. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and and really, 
I'll say that 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 opening week that opening week win or loss thirteen seven to Tascosa doesn't look so bad. It's it's aged well. It's yeah. aged well. Yeah. So uh, there it is. Your Texas high school football fun fact of the week: Haltem, the uh, highest scoring team in the state. High so flying far. Buffaloes. That is, um, which by the way, that is another one that. Uh, you'll hear nine different names for them. For example, on uh, our our uh, wonderful, wonderful data provider, uh, Jerry Forrest refers to them as Fort Worth Haltom, which is a sin. No, because the school's not even located in the no. Fort Worth city. It's in the Haltom City city. But then you'll also hear like Haltom City. Yeah. Haltom City Haltom. That's redundant. Sh- that short circuits my brain. Yeah. But it's, but okay. But what do you do with Tyler John Tyler? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That one short. I just always refer to them as John Tyler because I think people know what I'm talking. I do. About. So, actually, this is a funny story. I had a guy come at me on Twitter about Texarkana Pleasant Grove, mm-hmm. and so for, in, in, so for consistency purposes, I always say when I when I'm writing journalistic content, mm-hmm. I will refer to them as Tyler John Tyler because I always if the city name is not in the school name, yeah. Put city name first and school name, and so, nobody knows them. To to be fair, by the way, I, I should clarify this: nobody calls them Tyler High School. That is definitely not no, what they are. It is it's JT John mm-hmm. Tyler. So now, when I'm talking casually or just mm-hmm. on a podcast, I'll say John Tyler. Mm-hmm. But if I'm writing a piece of content for TexasFootball.com/slash/insider, um, <laughs> I will write jo- Tyler John Tyler at least at the beginning and set set that narrative up, and then I make a calm John Tyler after that. But right. that's just me and my weird naming. Consistencies, yeah. which it, we could do a podcast just on that, as the, the you know, like Altair Rice Consolidated yeah. and, and Beeville Jones, like New London could, West Rusk, yeah, or Gilmer, or is it Big Sandy or Gilmer Harmony? I hear, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've just started calling them Harmony because there's not a there's not another Harmony Texas, no, and then like. Oh. Some of the folks from Longview Spring Hill get a little upset when I call them Longview Spring Hill. People in La Vega will get upset. Yeah. Uh, people at, uh, technically La Vega is actually not in Waco. It's, it's Bellmead. It's Bellmead, yeah. So and then but here's the weird one: Waco Connolly mm-hmm. is not in Waco. It's in Lacey Lakeview. Mm. Ah, Lacey Lakeview Connolly just doesn't quite roll off the tongue. Sounds very sensual. Um, I mean, <laughs> for your sensual <laughs> Texas high school football needs, please. <laughs> At Tepper. <laughs> well, uh, why? what is it with Waco, too? Because Midway. Like, it's in Hewitt. It's Hewitt, what? but like you will hear a lot well, of people say Waco Midway. So I think it's – that's a weird one because the city, the, the, the city line runs right through the middle of campus. Mm-hmm. So I think the school is actually in Hewitt, but the stadium, if you – do a gamer from mm-hmm. the stadium. You date line, it's Dateline Waco. It's at, the stadium is actually in the Waco city limits. Boy, okay, we, we are we are such nerds. We are way My off. God. We are way off the rails. We got Good we got into this Lord. because of Haltum. Please send help. We, scoring, we need help. The highest scoring team in the state. All right, let's get to our week three review. And um, you usually go first, but I'll go first this time. Uh, I thought that this was a very good week for defenses. I thought that. Almost every one of the teams that I came away impressed by, I did so because of what they did defensively. North Shore, Highland Park, Mason. Um, uh, I was really impressed with what Holiday did. Wellington. Wellington. A lot of teams bowing up defensively. Mm-hmm. And that is what kind of kind of caught my eye as far as a trend was concerned. I was looking up and down the scores. I was like, man... Uh, the College Station, which really slowed down what was a real hot Huntsville team. Um, that impressed the heck out of me. And um, that was, heck, uh, Austin LBJ. Yeah. Holding La Vega to 17 points in a win. There was, the defense was, for me, the, the overall winner of the weekend. I agree. San Antonio O'Connor was another one. Yeah, what was that, 14-7? Yeah, and one of their tu- and, and one of their touchdowns, Warren did not score an offensive. Warren's seven points were on a pick six. Man. And O'Connor also got a pick, won the game on a pick six. That's so, impressive. Yeah, so was, yeah, a lot of um, good defense. That is. Um, all right, I want to hear from you who won the week. Uh, so I had to really think about this one a little bit because mm-hmm. um, – I didn't really find like just a real clear winner, but if I had to pick one, I, I'm, I'm going to go with with Mason. Yeah, I mean, twenty seven nothing over Sonora. When, when I saw the weather forecast and he saw the puncher dome was kind of a, a muddy mess, I was like, "Up, oh, that's a Mason puncher." It's going one way, game. my man. 
Which, by the way, did you see that video I posted? The Puncher Dome is a American treasure and should be protected at all costs. It's it's the, the highlights of that game. Just looking at the Puncher Dome in the background, it's just awesome. It's the best high school football stadium in America. I've, I've said <sighs> it before. Awesome. I'll say it again. And I know that folks from Allen and McKinney and Katie and all these mega stadiums are going to come at me. Go to the Puncher Dome yeah. and tell me there's nothing more that's, Texas high school football that's than That's one I, I plan on knocking off my bucket list in the next two to three years. I'm going to go to Mason. Yeah, the, problem, the, problem with Ma- the problem with that, as we get back into weird talk about things other than football, is that, man, you got to be going to Mason to get there. It yeah. is it's, out there gotta, in the middle of nowhere. You, you can make stops in San Angelo. And then, that's basically know, like, and then yeah. Get a hotel room in San Angelo. Concho Valley, know. like, yeah. you're out there. Um, by the way... They haven't lost to the Puncher Dome since 2010. That's pretty impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. Like Mason, Mason came away, and and we we sound like broken records, but two A Division One Region Four man, another super impressive weekend. Yeah, um, Refurio won, right? They did. I, I, I'm worried about Refurio. Oh, here we go. I don't know if the Flex Cat offense is quite catching hold like it should. Hmm. Last, you know, now I was down that way this weekend on mm-hmm. Thursday. I was in Goliad, which, for those of you who don't know, Refurio and Goliad are about 25 miles away. Mm-hmm. I got pulled over in Refurio, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I got pulled over Thursday night in Refurio because my rental car, I forgot to turn the headlights on. I was, oh. And I'm not used to it. Did so. you say I'm messed up with Dave Campbell's You know what? Ball. He actually, the the, the the nice Refurio police officers who pulled me over d- did see my Dave Campbell's shirt, and they asked me if I worked for Dave Campbell's, and I said, well, yes, yes, I do. And he kind of goes, did we win? And I said, looked at my phone, I was like, yeah, you won 21-6. He goes, all right. And he let me off with a warning. Yes. Dude, yeah. that happened to me. Um, yeah, I was – when my wife and I were on the, our Texas road trip, I got pulled over in somewhere. But I, met, I asked him – I asked the, the nice police officer. I said, what, uh, what high schools are around here? And he said, oh, well, you, oh, we were by Robert Lee High School. Okay, yeah. Um, and then there was another one. Six-man country. Yeah, right six-man. We were out in the sticks. And he goes, oh, or you can go over there. And I Sterling kinda, City was it Sterling? Yeah, City? it might have been. And so I kind of named off the mascots, right? Which is kind of my my it's your bit, right? It's my it's my uh, my parlor trick. And he was like, how'd you know that? I go, oh, well, you know, I work for um, I work for Dave Campbell's Texas Football. He's like, oh, is that right? I'm like, yeah, okay. He walked back to the car. He came back and he gave me a warning. It's the only time I've ever gotten a warning. Yeah. So that's that's a very small sample size, but I'm just hey, saying that works. I think it works. So back to Refurio. <laughs> we are we are just this on podcast. Yeah, it's going to be like three hours. So uh, yeah, you know they got shut out by Goliad, and they only beat Aransas past twenty-one to six. So yeah. I'm going to need to start seeing some points scored yeah. for Refurio. I'm starting to get a little worried about that. But Shiner thumps Burton, and in yeah. a very different game than we were expecting. You know, Shiner had not given up a point all year. They give, up, Burton. They give up 31 to Burton. Loud 63. Yeah. Uh, really impressive. And then Mason. I mean, mm. Region 4 is, is pretty much shaping out. And, and if you're Refurio, being really good may not be good enough to get you out of your own region. Not this year. It's really nice. Um, my winner is Newton. And and it is it is time to state the obvious to me, which is they're the best pound-for-pound team in the state. Yeah. And I firmly believe now, because 4A Division Two is just kind of a, I don't want to call it a train wreck, but it's it's pretty... It's anybody's yeah. division, man. And if you know Newton's what? If 4A D2, they might be number one I in think I think you're right. Especially if they beat Gilmer next week. Well, and I'll tell you, um, old, old Pleasant Grove is... is winning. Like, for all... We were... Like, I think we saw how much Pleasant Grove graduated and we were like all right like it was a great run it was one of those magic runs but they're gonna fall back to earth well now it seems like maybe like maybe they have fallen back to earth but it sure seems like everyone else has fallen with them yes that's the thing is they 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 fallen off a little bit but everyone else is it's mm-hmm. 4a division two is wide open yeah it really is wide um we've already mentioned enough teams we're worried about we'll just move on We've already wasted enough of people's time. All right, let's get into our week four preview. Uh, of course, you can read Matt Stubbs' mega preview coming up Thursday morning on TexasFootball.com. We will do our draft. Our Don't stuff. let Ishmael Johnson's death be in vain. No, please. He's, He's the one who has to edit it. Um, so we did a corn toss before the, game, before the show. I won it. Um, and as a result, I get the first pick in this week's draft. Uh, of course, we are drafting games that uh, we want to see that uh, that 
the idea of this game is that uh, is that the other person then cannot pay attention to it. It is a weird week. It's 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 a bi- big bye week. Mm-hmm. A lot of buys. Um, a lot of teams taking the week off. And as a result, I will tell you, and I you're an insider, so we can speak freely in this podcast. Uh, it's a trash Thursday schedule. Yeah, Thursday night's pretty rough. It's a rough Thursday night schedule. There's like one game you can kind of talk yourself into. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you wanted to squint and say Odessa and El Paso Montwood. Yeah, if you're in the Midland Odessa area, I, I'd say Ratliff is worth moseying over. That's not you know, bad. 25, you know, 20. I wouldn't drive more than an hour to see that game. No. There, if that's, you live yeah. in Midland Odessa, yeah, you know, go you out there. It's a Thursday first, night. Yeah. Everybody else. Take your wife out to dinner Thursday night. Yeah, take your wife out to dinner. Um, you know, um, take your Dairy Queen. Take yeah, take your take her to take her to Jack in the Box. Oh yeah, Jack in the Box. Yeah, sorry, it's we okay. Need, we need, we need it's all right. We're premium. It's fine. Ta- two tacos um, for ninety nine cents. I love so. That. But I will say though that I do think that there's about forty games ish that are pretty darn good across the state, mm-hmm. including I think an upper crust that's like will rival a lot of weeks. Mm-hmm. My number one overall pick is. Um, is Fort Pitt Marshall at Manville. Ah, yes. And this is my no- number one overall pick for a couple of reasons. First and foremost is the obvious the obvious reason that uh, the winner of this game is probably going to win the district. Yes. Uh, I think that... I don't think that's necessarily going out on a limb. I also think that Marshall is the team that um, we've been hearing so much about that basically they're saying, you got to watch out for this is the team... That we that that they've been waiting for, and and so far, they definitely, definitely, definitely looked the part. Um, nice they, win over High Tower earlier earlier this year, and then and then they you know they they thump Milby, uh, they beat Aldi Eisenhower. I can I turn out to be okay. Ike's not a bad Ike's not a bad team. team. They're not bad. Um, the difference for this team this year, it it, it seems like, um, has been uh, uh, they had Devin Shane. We knew they had him, uh, but this uh, this quarterback Casey Bar- uh, Casey Barnett. Has been um, he's been okay, but they need to they need to have a clean game from him. I wonder if he's the, I can't remember if he's the kid who transferred in from Houston Austin or not. But I don't think he okay. is. Um, but forget all of that. You've also got you got Manville, who is their own thing, and and you know after a heartbreaking loss loss to Crosby, I still think they're a pretty good five A team. Yeah. Forget all that. Forget it. I don't care. I don't care. Here's the bottom line. This game's played between Marshall's ears. Okay? Very fair. Because every year we want to get excited about Fort Bend Marshall. Mm-hmm. Max Thompson bought yeah. so much Buffalo stock last he year. He did. He was like, this is the year for Marshall. This yeah. is the year for Marshall. And there's always one team standing in their way. And Manville. it's 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 Manville. And I don't think Marshall last year recovered from that. when Because Manville... Beat the brakes off of him on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Max was there. Mm-hmm. I saw Marshall the next week, and they they beat Galveston Ball pretty bad. But it just didn't seem like after that they were this. They had an earlier than expected playoff exit. Mm-hmm. Um, they just didn't seem like they were the same after that loss. This so, this I'll, is the team that has just had their number. I mean, you you remember this was a a a, 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 a they lost to College Station forty nine forty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, in a what ended up in a quarterfinal, but this is the team that can't get past. Mm-hmm. This is the team that's always had their number, and so for now, I think Marshall's got the edge. I think they might be the better team, and I think they might make a case for sure. That Man- you, Manville's vulnerable. Manville is Man- Manville's wounded. Yes. They're vulnerable, and to me, this game forget. All the weapons. Forget all. Forget Devin Shane. Uh, uh, you know, forget uh, Garrison Johnson for Manville. Forget all these players. Forget the coaches. Forget everyone. This is between Marshall's head. And if this team is truly ready to make that leap, if this team is truly ready to go from a good Houston area team that you got to worry about to being a legit state championship contender, this is the monkey that got to get yeah. off their back. I don't even necessarily think they have to beat Manville because I think this might be the sec- that they might this might be the first or two meetings. I, I can easily that. see these two playing in a regional final. Absolutely, they just need to be competitive with Manville, play them close, because that way, if they play them again in the regional final, they've got that confidence that hey, this team, this is not some team we can't play with. We can yeah. play with these guys. So, by the way, um, speaking of just a, a very quick aside, um, 
Randy Allen, the, the venerable coach of Highland Park, was in the Fox Sports Southwest studios on Friday night. And here's a little here's a little insider tidbit you thought. Did a quick interview with – he did an interview on camera with uh, Rick and Coach. And then uh, afterwards, I kind of went over and shook his hand. I was like, hey, hey, Greg, how you doing? All this fun stuff. Like that. that was a heck of a ball game. And he, uh, and, and he turned to me unsolicited. He goes, we're going to see them again. We're going to see Frisco Lone Star again. He's like, that's that's a really good team. So you heard it here first. All right. um, that, that, the, he, was, he came away very impressed. I don't 5 see how you one region two yeah. is so loaded. It, it, it really is. It really is. All right. Your first pick. All right. I'm going to go down to a city that I was in. This weekend, past weekend, Corpus oh. Christi. Yeah, this was this was the other one I was toying with. Veterans Memorial and Flower Bluff. You got three and zero vets, one and zero in district against Flower Bluff, who is two and zero. Uh, had a bye last week, so they're they're in nine team district, and Flower Bluff had the uh, first bye. So, two weeks to prepare for Veterans Memorial. I can promise you, last you know Flower Bluff blew a late lead in this game last year. They were up by eleven with like a minute and a half left, and Veterans made a crazy comeback to win the game. You know, mm-hmm. getting taking the pulse down in Corpus. You know, vets, they're not real well liked down there. Really? No, there's 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 some. I don't want to say bad blood, but there's some. There's a little bit of animosity there for sure. Which, I like it. I like uh, it. And I think Flower Bluff has a little. You know, I think Cal Allen's kind of off the hook on being the the the, the wearing the black hat in town. Mm-hmm. I think Veterans kind of wears that black hat now. And interesting. Uh, why well, is that? Do you know? Uh, I think because veterans they opened up had open enrollment, and so they were they a lot of the kids from other schools went to the new shiny shiny brand new school. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the folks there's some bitterness there. So uh, vets has done a great job, but I mean I think Flower Bluff is the one team in town that that athletically man for man can match up with veterans. You know, veterans David Soto is one of the most dynamic and, and versatile players around. But, you know, I think Flower Bluff's got enough playmakers to, to stick around in this game. This is going to be a really fascinating matchup. Another matchup where this could be the first of two meetings. Um, it's possible. I think I think the winner of this game has to be considered the favorite in 5A Division One Region 4. Yeah, I, I think they're right up there. I mean, I, th- I think there's four teams, these two, and then I think you take the two San Antonio teams, Wagner and Southwest, as the four favorites. It very easily could be. Could you imagine how big would a veterans Flower Bluff regional final be? That would be huge. Buck State, they probably played at Bucks. Buck yeah. Stadium because it's the only stadium big enough to hold it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Buck holds fifteen thousand. It'd be sold out. Yeah, in a hurry. It to be a fun. Um, might drop down. For and me. if you are interested, if you want, if you want any sort of reason besides this game being really fun and and this being a great game, I think that. So let's let's say who's the who's the best San Antonio team um, in Region Four? Southwest probably or Wagner? Southwest or Wagner? Yeah, I'd say Wagner. Um. The loser of this game will have to face both of those teams in the playoffs. Ooh, third. They would have to face Southwest in an area round. This is if it, if, this is if everything holds to form yeah. like we think it will. They would face Southwest in an area round, and they'd face Wagner in a regional semi. Mm. As compared to, if you win this game, area round Eagle Pass win, that's a winnable game. It's a winnable game. And then Mission Veterans Memorial. Probably the best team in the Valley. But a winnable game. But a winnable game. That's- the road is significant. This is a... Mammoth game, yeah, that's huge. huge. I didn't even realize that yeah. looking at the bracket. I want to look at the bracket. That's that's why you're an insider listening to this podcast yeah. for for Von Mott's like that because the winner of this game, I would have to say the road isn't completely clear to the regional final, but there are mm-hmm. definitely a lot less lot less potholes on that road. Much much clearer than it would be if you were to run into Southwest and Wagner in, in consecutive back weeks. To back weeks, back yeah. to back weeks. This is a massive, massive, massive yeah. game. So excited about that one. Good pick. My pick. Hmm. We my my second round pick. All right. Do I go with the classic? No, I don't. Screw that. I'm going with Vandergriff and Hendrickson. Okay. okay yeah. All yeah. right. So it's on the radar. I was on my radar. Hendrickson has this really bold strategy, um, and and their bold strategy is just to beat the brakes off of people. It's bold. It's very out there, but I like it. They have been. Absolutely clobbering people, and I'll, I'm gonna go out on a limb. If that game against Smithson Valley hadn't have been canceled, I, I think they would have beaten Smithson Valley. And they're only three they're, or two, right? They're struggling. Yeah, they lost to San Antonio Madison. Yeah, I think Hendrickson blasts Smithson Valley. Um, so they beat now they beat Round Rock Westwood by fifty. <laughs> now Westwood's a team that's trying to get on the come up. Yeah, they're, they're they're probably a below they're, average. Yeah, team they are. Right now. But remember, in the opener, the one that 
caught our eye was 56-7 over yeah. Texas High. Texas High has won their last two. Yes. So they, they've that has aged well. But you now have this Vandegrift team that is playing really well. And by the way, pretty well tested. They beat Cedar Park on the road. Mm-hmm. Colleen Ellison... Good win, good not win. Clean Ellison's not yeah. terrible. Not Clean a bad Ellison's, team. Uh, one, they, Clean Ellison's two losses are to Vandergriff and AM Consolidated. And then they beat Cedar Ridge 17-14. Yeah. And their defense has been really good, which is kind of whenever Vandergriff's good, and I know we talk so much sometimes about their offense because they've had some great quarterbacks in the past, but when they're good, it's because Drew Sanders' defense is flying yeah. around. And their defense has been great yeah. so far. So to me, this is this is really high-powered offense uh, for for Hendrickson, Hendrickson going up against a fantastic defense. And, by the way, district game. Yes. And so, if you're Vandegrift, let's put it this way. If you're Vandegrift, and you are two games into district, and you're 2-0, and and you have Cedar Ridge, and, and you have wins over Cedar Ridge and Hendrickson, you are sitting pretty. You are in the catbird seat for a district. You, all you got to do is basically not cough up a game you should. Yeah, win the games you're supposed to win. Exactly. And from there, you're, you're on to a district title. So, I am super interested in Vandegrift. And, yeah, I want to see Vandegrift. Uh, you know, our own Ishmael Johnson was at that game on, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Friday night. It's a very physical ball game. Mm-hmm. Hendrickson plays a physical style as well. I wonder if Vandegrift can kind of withstand another real physical ball game. Yep. I think it's, that's going to be the key. And then, you know, Hendrickson, they've got that big playability, and they've got that they're, – they're, they're a veteran team. This is a team that went four rounds deep last year. So yes, they did. Got a lot of guys with experience. So that's, a team, a, that's a team I think people forget how good they were. Yeah, they were really yeah. good. Um, all right. What's your second pick? Might, Hendrickson might be the second best team in Austin. They look really good. If they win, the, if they win this one – let's put it this way. If they go out there and they blow the doors off of Vandegrift, I'm ready to buy in whole hog. You know, you could make an argument right now, okay, they haven't really been... Te- maybe Texas High is, you know, they got caught in week one, a weird week one game or something like that. Um, but if they blow the doors off Vandergriff, Vandergriff's legit. I think yeah. we're, we're comfortable saying that. If Hendrickson blows the doors off them, they're, watch out. They're getting top 10 consideration. Yes, absolutely. They're already pushing up into the top 15. Yeah. So. All right, my second game, I'm going to go down to Egrath County. Stephenville oh. as Midlothian Heritage oh. yeah. visits the this will be the first football game at the brand new remodeled Tarleton Memorial Stadium. How about that? As the stadium was supposed to open a few weeks ago, because remember, remember Fox was going to do some, mm-hmm. did Stephenville Argyle. They were, the hook was they were going to go to Stephenville and do the brand new stadium, but mm-hmm. the stadium's been delayed. Uh, should be ready this week, so Stephenville will be christening the beautiful new facility. Can't wait to get get down there and cover some playoff games. Mm-hmm. But, Boy, talk about a high-powered 4A matchup. Midlothian Heritage has been dominant early on in the year. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about this enough. Midlothian Heritage two weeks ago beat Kennedale 35-7. to Yeah. We didn't talk about that game. No, enough. that kind of flew under the radar, I think, because there was... It was a big week, and then we yeah. had big weather. Mm-hmm. Midlothian Heritage has been... Man, Jay Wilkerson, and that guy, he's going to get... A, he's already got some D1 offers. He's mm-hmm. going to get a ton of offers. Landon Ledbetter at quarterback. It seems like he's been at Midlothian Heritage for like 16 he's years. He's in his 15th year of yeah. eligibility. Putting up big numbers. And then their defense, we, you know, that's always been the issue with the Jags has been their defense. Their defense has played really well early in the year. But Stephenville, it's a battle-tested team from Stephenville. Mm-hmm. Played Argyle tough to open the season. Uh, then back-to-back wins over um, Everman and Abilene Wiley. Uh, a couple of 5A opponents. This is going to be a great game. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the thing about Stephenville that I'm worried about – Chris Nowak's put up a lot of numbers rushing. Mm-hmm. Still some inexperience. You know, they just haven't exploded with the passing game yet. Mm-mm. And I think in this game, I just don't know if Stephenville's defense is going to be able to, to hold Midlothian Heritage at bay long enough. It, Stephenville does not want to get in a shootout in this game. No. It's, it's weird to say Stephenville does not want to get in a shootout, but I don't think they want that smoke with Midlothian Heritage. I think you're right. No. I think they want to run the ball, keep the game in the 20s and 30s. You don't want to bow up with them and be like, you want to go? Like, yeah. you don't want to do Not that. Not this year. I think mm-hmm. Midlothian Heritage, you know, they're 7-on-7 seven seven state champs. They can throw the ball mm-hmm. around. Uh, I think it's going to be a really entertaining and fascinating game. And if you're if you're a Midlothian Heritage fan, go down to Stephenville and check out the new stadium. It yeah. should be really fun. It, it should be. That's, that's, that's Stephenville's a, a cool town. It's a mm-hmm. cool, cool place. It'll, it'll be a big atmosphere at that game. Mm-hmm. Stephenville's going to have a huge crowd. A lot of excitement in the community about the stadium. And then, obviously, they're excited about the Yellow Jackets. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go out... No, I'm going to go down south. I'm going to do, I'm going to do Steel and Judson. I'm such, a, I'm such a freaking basic dude. Like, I'm so basic right now that, like, 
this is such an obvious pick, right? Because if from a from a pedigree perspective and like from what these teams represent in the San Antonio area, mm-hmm. like these are the two these are the two teams in San Antonio. These are the two premier programs. Yes. They, may, they may not be the best two teams in town every year. No. But from a consistency standpoint and, an, and from a, a name brand standpoint, they're clearly the best two teams. Steel's a weird team this year, and I don't know if I've got a real good read on them. And, they seem and, like a team still trying to find an identity. And I'm yeah, and I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out if I'm just letting because if you look at it, I, I wonder if I'm just letting the fact that they're playing close games fool me. That for example, they beat Reagan, good Reagan team. Yeah, beat Reagan thirty five thirty. They beat Churchill. Solid Churchill team. I think it's solid that Churchill. That was a weird – so last week against Churchill, and I was down in San Antonio mm-hmm. Friday night, so I was listening to the – Steele got up 23 nothing at halftime on, on Churchill. Mm-hmm. And then the second half, it's like – It's like, what happened? Did, yeah, they just didn't show up. It's like, that, like they just felt like they were going to walk away with the win. And Churchill – you can't do that again. Churchill's not, not a pushover. Yeah. Churchill darn near came back and won that game. Judson's, the, Judson's also another weird team that, like – They've actually got, I think, two pretty good wins. Uh, they beat Clear Springs. Solid it's a solid win. win. They beat them pretty handily, 18 points. And then they go and they go to the Hammer Bowl, and they beat they beat Wagner. They beat them 35-28. That concerns me a little bit. A little bit. That's a 6-0 or 5-A. So what I'm concerned, Judson may have the best physical defensive talent in the state yes. with Marvin Leal. He's a freak show. But they've given up 28 points in both their games. I'm a little worried about that. So, here's here's the thing for me that I worry about is that if they're not running the ball, then they're relying on this junior Mike Chandler who is a runner himself. He, he's still trying to learn the offense. He's he transferred still, in from San Antonio Johnson. Yeah, he's still trying to learn the offense. So, if they're not getting Sincere McCormick or Rashad Wisdom going, then they don't really have a great plan B. Steel, their front seven still solid. You know what I mean? Say what you want about them. They know how to coach up the front seven. And so, but at the same time, with if you're if you're Steel, like, where's your offense going to come from? Like, you're all, you, they don't necessarily have this most explosive team. No, um, they don't out man. there. You know, Wyatt Beagle, their their quarterback's been good, but like. They don't really have this great secondary option. They just haven't gotten it going. Like, no. I, I just don't know. Is Steel a power running team? Are they more balanced? You know, when, like when they had Xavier Martin, they mm-hmm. were much more balanced. Mm-hmm. You know, the Steel teams when they had Malcolm Brown, they were line up in the eye. We're going to run the ball. We're going to throw it ten times a game. But you know, when they had Martin, they were more balanced. I just don't get a sense of an identity from this team. That's that's where I'm at on it. Is that for both of these teams, I think they're both good. I don't think either of them is elite. I would love to have my mind changed in this. I think Judson has more potential to be elite, mm-hmm. um, but they haven't shown it yet. Right. I, th- I think that they've also played with their food, right? That's, yeah. That's why that's, like, yeah. this, I feel like there are better games in the state, but I'm not sure there's a game I will learn more from yeah. than this game. I agree. So I agree. that's my third pick. All right. My third pick. I'm heading out east. You're going to take the one I was going to take. Gladewater. No, you're not. Gladewater visiting Texas. Texarkana Pleasant Grove. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, I, I tweeted about Gladewater last night, Dude. and I've gotten some folks coming by mentions going, "Hey, this is a state title good type Gladewater team." And I'm like, "Whoa, Dude, yeah. they're yeah, uh, their running back has uh, Elijah Carter mm-hmm. three straight games, two hundred plus, two hundred forty plus yards in three Ooh, straight games." Boy, Gladewater is a team that is going to line up. They are going to mash you, and they're going to run the football. Mm-hmm. Talking to some folks out east, Pleasant Grove, as 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 talented as their two pass rushers are uh, on the defensive line, they have not been that great against the run. They have struggled mm-hmm. to stop the run, and that is what Gladewater does really well. Mm-hmm. And the running game travels. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what the weather is. doesn't matter if it's turf, grass. does not matter. The running game travels. i got to feel this is going to be a shootout because Pleasant Grove, they're, they're an offensive-oriented team this year. Ben Harmon at quarterback. Um, has really, really been good. He, he, you know, he showed it in the state title game how well he throws the ball. Um, they've still got the running game going as well. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I'm interested to see if Pleasant Grove's defense can can play a better game and get Gladewater off the field. It is it is very interesting, and um, the, the Gladewater is one of those teams that 
I think because what were they, last year they had a pretty underwhelming record. They're right? four and six. Yeah, something really, yeah. really like not very non glade watery, and so when they like when they start winning, you're like, okay, cool, and it takes a minute, right? Here's a, here's a time that if you want to jump right onto the statewide consciousness, mm-hmm. here you go. Yeah, this is your chance. End a 19 game winning streak. Yes, on the road. On the road. Against a four A opponent, no three A. Yeah, nobody will nobody will doubt you anymore. Like yeah. you want to you want to, as the kids say, wake them up. Here's a way to wake them up. Mm-hmm. You got a shot this week. I'm, I'm I think that's an excellent. Yeah, point. really intrigued in this game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get weird, right, and by weird, I mean I'm gonna go small school and a game that I think could be. Um, if you want to call this like a bonus hipster pick. I'm really excited about Wellington and Stanette West Texas. Okay, okay. Um, it's one of our 20 games this week. So, so Wellington is now, I believe, now that Mart lost uh, to, to a 3A team, but I believe they're now the number one team in our yes. 2A Division II rankings. We jumped Wellington over Mart. Um, and mean, they've shown it so far. They have. They have looked the part. They have been They have been excellent. They have absolutely dominated everybody that they've seen. Last week against a good Abernathy team. A good 3A team. Good 3A team. Abernathy is 3A now. Yeah. They held them down 28-6, to um, and they, they, you know, they, did, they looked really good doing it. Um, we knew that this was going to be a powerful uh, – we knew, we knew kind of what Wellington was going to be. We knew that they were going to be a pretty darn good team. Uh, we knew they were going to have a pretty solid quarterback in this JoJo McKnight, a big offensive line, and the defenses was going to fly. We knew that. Maybe you're not familiar with what Stinnett West Texas is doing. Um, but the Comanches are coming off of a really nice win over Groover on the road. They have a win over Stratford, which is really impressive. And their one loss on the year is to Canadian, which is a team that's bigger than them. Yeah. I think West Texas, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm putting Wellington on upset alert. This game's in Stinnett. Yeah. Um, I think that this is a. I think that this is the type of game up there in the Panhandle that, if 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 you're not careful and you're not paying attention to it, suddenly you're going to look up and you're going to be like, "Whoa, wait! Stanet West Texas won that game like 36 to 29." That is what it strikes me as. They've got a big offensive line. I think they can match them in the trenches. They want to run. They want to run that pro style offense a little yeah, they, bit. Of, they want to get in space and make some plays. It's, uh, yes, West Texas has got some playmakers. Jalen Conyers, their quarterback, has been really good. Jonah Villanueva, uh, a few other guys. Wellington is the number one team in 2A Division II for a reason. They will be the favorite in this one. But this, in the same way that last week you told me about Gunner and Whitesboro, and it was a pretty close game. It was a close game, yeah. I, I, I'm, putting, I'm putting Wellington on upset alert okay. this week. West Texas, they're, they're, they made an appearance in our 2A Division One top 10. They're mm-hmm. number 10. Yeah, they're week, number 10. So. I think this is a team that's, that's really, really fun to watch. Really intriguing panhandle I'm matchup. very excited about that small school matchup. What's next for you? All right, number four. I'm going to go. I tweeted about this game as well. Going to go to Central Texas, the Waco area. Mm-hmm. McGregor Bulldogs visiting the Clifton Cubs. Mm-hmm. 3-0 versus 3-0. Got a classic matchup, offense versus defense here. McGregor led by a quarterback, Viandre McDaniel, who uh, has put up Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week numbers every week so far. Sophomore. Yeah. Averaging 53 points a game. Mm-hmm. They beat Rodgers last week 60-23. to But then you got Clifton. In three games, they've allowed 14 points. They're, they're allowing four points per game. Mm-hmm. So which one – Which it's going to be a, a clash of styles here. Clifton's going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to play physical. They're going to keep the game low scoring. McGregor wants to get in space. They want to make plays. They want to get their athletes going. They want to have – you know, it's, they want to up-tempo the game. Mm-hmm. So which, which clash of styles here is going to prevail is really what I'm intrigued in watching. I kind of like McGregor in this one. I, mm-hmm. I just think McDaniel's is too much of a playmaker. But if Clifton, if that game's played at Clifton's pace, Chuck Canniford's a great coach. I think the Cubs can pull the upset here. Mm, I, th- I think you're right. This is a, this is a good. This is a really good test for Clifton. That if another example of a team we think's for real, and we're like, oh yeah, like we see what you're doing, mm-hmm. and now it's like, all right, here's your shot. Yeah, they look really really good so far. So that's an excellent pick. My final pick is another kind of in the same vein of my first pick of Fort and Marshall and Manville is I think a big game about mentality. And that is I'm going to go with um, Breckenridge at Brock. Okay, okay. So both of these teams, I think we both agree, are pretty good. Uh, Brock pretty much needs no introduction at this point. 
They are a really, really solid team. I think that they are very good in, in all phases of the game. The running game is really good. I think their defense has been very impressive so yeah. far. Coming uh, off a loss, though. Both of these teams are coming off a loss. You stole my point. Oh, sorry. Because Breckenridge is the same way. Breckenridge has a really nice win over Jacksboro. Yes. That's another win that's aged well. Same with, They got a 14-7 win over Comanche. Yep. Two very good wins. And then they got drilled by Cisco last week. Cisco's, I'm starting to think Cisco's really good. I'm starting to think Cisco crept are hearing some rumblings out of the big country. This this is a vintage Cisco Lobos. Cisco team. cracked the top ten in Dave Campbell's yeah, Texas football. I'm starting to hear some rumblings about the Lobos. So the big damn Lobos. But both of these teams are coming off of uncharacteristic losses. Very very. And so Brock lost to Argyle Liberty Christian, a good private school. And, it was, and, and to be fair to Brock, it was halftime. The game was called yeah. a half. But they were down 21 nothing. 21 nothing. It was not 7 nothing. Yeah, I mean, that, they were. They got, they got skunked. So Breckenridge lost to Cisco. So I want to know who's going to respond better. Because somebody's going to be 2-2 two and two after like a really hot start. They were probably feeling really good. And then suddenly they're going to look at the win-loss record and be like, oh. And by the way, if you're Breckenridge, you better watch out. Because they get Brock this week, and then next week they're playing Dublin. Yeah. And Dublin's playing good yeah. ball these days. District. And then, and then when Breck, after that, Breckenridge gets in a district with Wall and Eastland mm-hmm. and Jim Ned. Mm-hmm. That is a, and Clyde, that's a really good district. Well, and Brock's the same way. I think this is a perfect example of a game where you can let or a game where you can let one game beat you three times. Yeah. Because Breckenridge, you could absolutely see them losing to Brock and then just falling over themselves against Dublin, a good Dublin team. And then, by the way, they're at Jim Net after a bye week. If you're Brock, you have Breckenridge this week playing Pilot Point next week. Yeah. Pilot Point's undefeated. Yeah. Um. Now they're probably not going to be. They're playing Gunner this week, but I don't know. Still a good team. This is like this is this is um. This has a lot of tailspin potential for both these teams. And so if you are either of these teams, I think you're telling each other, guys, we've got to pull ourselves out of this. Yeah. We need to win this game, right the ship, because you can't let one game beat you twice, and certainly not three times. And don't forget, Brock uh, Brock probably still sticks in their craw a little bit after losing to Breckenridge in Week 11 mm-hmm. last year. Now, the two teams went in complete opposite directions after that. Breckenridge lost in the first round of the playoffs. Brock won five in a row and played for a state championship, but I don't think the Eagles have forgotten about that loss. To I don't think they have either. either. So I'm very interested to see how they how they um, how they recover. Your final pick. All right, I'm heading up to the South Plains. The Hereford Whitefaces are visiting Lubbock Estacado. Mm-hmm. A couple of two and one teams, uh, two and one teams who I think both have potential to make some noise in four A Region One. In their respective divisions, Hereford being Division One, Estacado being Division Two. Mm-hmm. Hereford's off to a two and one start. Um, nice win last week over Canyon Randall, twenty-seven nothing. They got Dodge Delosier back at quarterback. He sat out last week with an injury. Oh, good. I didn't, I didn't hear that. Seth Dixon's been unbelievable. The the wrestler mm-hmm. slash running back for the for the for the herd, uh, putting up big time numbers. He was a nominee for Mister Texas Player, Mister Texas Football Player of the Week a couple weeks ago. Uh, last week, he only had 195 yards and two two rushing touchdowns. Uh, he had a great game. Estacados bounced back nicely after that uh, season opening loss to Lubbock Coronado, mm-hmm. which you think about it. Estacado has an enrollment of about 730 kids, and they're playing Coronado, who's well over 2,000. So, you know, big difference in enrollment there. So did, expected, you know, no, no shame in losing that game. They've bounced back with a couple of nice wins, including last week. They go up to Amarillo on a Friday afternoon, a 4 o'clock kick on a Friday, and get four interceptions of Caprock and win 34-17. Uh, Jeremiah Dobbins and Seth Porter, the running back duo for the Matadors, doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Her- and Estacado last year opened the season with Hereford. Hereford beat Estacado. Estacado then won 10 in a row before mm-hmm. losing to Hershey in the area around the playoffs. Estacado, again, they, they remember that loss. They yeah. turned the ball over four or five times in that game. I think as long as Estacado doesn't turn the ball over, I think their speed is going to give Hereford quite a bit of problems in this game. Yeah, this is Estacado is a team that I had questions about after a coaching change, but and they lost week one, right? Yeah, they lost to Coronado. Lost to Coronado week one. It's, good, it's a good, good Coronado team. And a 5A team. Good yeah, I mean, team. Good, good team. Um, but I will say that like they've righted the ship, and it seems like they've they've got things going. And if if you know my my big question about that game, and, and I have kind of my question about why you would why you'd put that on the list of games you want to cover, but like if they have Dodge Delosier back, like he's a game changer for them. He's yeah, a really talented player. He is a very good player. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think the, both of these teams, you know, 4A Division Two, Region One, really wide open. Mm-hmm. Estacado, they could win that region. Why not? Hereford, aside from Wichita Falls Hershey, who's probably the favorite mm-hmm. in 4A Division One, Region One. I think Hereford's right in that. Hereford's mix. in that mix. They're probably like they're probably like that team that if Hershey stumbles, yeah. it's yeah. it's probably Hereford. So I, I think this is two really good teams. A good measuring stick game for both of these. Teams. Fantastic picks. So uh, our picks this week for me it's Fort Bend, Marshall, and Manville, Vandergrift, and Hendrickson, Steele and Judson, Wellington, and West Texas, and Breckenridge and You're Brock. Six A heavy for heavy. I am a, I'm a big school snob this week. You were. Yeah. Um, and then uh, for you it's Corpus Christi Vets and Corpus Christi Flower Bluff, Midlothian Heritage, Stephenville. Gladewater, Pleasant Grove, McGregor, Clifton, and Hereford, Estacado. I never go big. I never go all these big school games, but okay. I just did for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. I don't know why. Mandel's a, Mandel Marshall's five A game. Yeah, it's five A. There you go. See, it's all right. Three, three, six A is a five A, and then you had the small school. So, um, I you kind of swung and missed with your hipster game of the week last week. Mahaya yeah, and well, Malakoff put it on. Malakoff did put very impressive. From the Malakoff's Tigers. really good. Very what was, impressive. What was my hipster game? Oh gosh, you didn't. You, you're the scribe. You're I know. I didn't write it down. Thing. I didn't write it down. I'm dumb. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember, and I can't. Everyone's yelling at their podcast. I'm drawing a blank right now. Right now I yeah. know. I'll have to look that tweet up. Tweet at Tepper. Yeah, tweet at Tepper with all these things. Um, so we got to do better this week. My hipster game of the week, I think, promises to be fun. Okay. I'm not saying it's going to be a great game. I'm saying there's going to be a ton of points. Sunnyvale and Glen Rose is going to be. Wild. <laughs> Those okay. two aren't bad. These are good teams. Yeah, good teams. Um, Glen Rose is two and one. Sunnyvale's three and zero, oh, and they both put up points. Yeah. Remember, were you with us when we watched Sunnyvale at seven on seven? Yes. Their quarterback, mm-hmm. um, Cameron Griffin. Yeah, and Glenn or no, Rose um, is uh, a trip trip Makeda yeah, for for Sunnyvale. Yeah, Griffin's the quarterback. Glenn Rose, yeah, right? Glenn Rose. They bo- two really good two quarterbacks. Two great in this game. quarterbacks. Where's that game at? Uh, this game is at. Is it in Glen Rose? Um, this game is at Sunnyvale. Oh. That's Sunnyvale. Sorry, bud. Right, sorry. Um, yes, I am very excited. These are two teams averaging about 45 points a game. Neither defense has been amazing, which makes me think this game's going to be like 49-44. Yeah. All right, degenerate gambler, what's the over-under? What I'm going to set the over-under. Do not gamble on high school football. Yeah. Don't gamble on high school football. 89.5. Okay, all right. Give me the over. Get eight, nine and a half. <laughs> I think there's going to be points on points yeah. on points in this game, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So that is my that's my pick to click. My hipster game of the week is go watch uh, go watch Sunnyvale and Glen Rose. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. What's your All hipster right, game? Stand in the gen- that general neck of the woods uh, as well. I'm going to go with South Oak Cliff oh. visiting Red Oak. Oh. I think this game not only is for the district title in District Six Five A Division Two. But I think this is the real measuring stick for Red Oak and new head coach Chris Ross. Mm-hmm. They're off to a 3-0 start. Haven't played the best competition out there I think quite yet. I think that's fair. Uh, Sox 2-0. I don't know how good Sox is yet. No. They're, you know, we, I think we would have known if they would have gotten to play Duncanville, but they got rained out week two. Mm-hmm. So you know, Sox got a nice win over Skyline. It's, it's fine. You know, Skyline's not there yet, but they're better. And then they blew out Wilmer Hutchins, which we expect. So I'm interested to see how good um, Sock really is, if this is an elite team. And then also, can they go on the road and beat a team? I'll tell you what, they are fired up in Red Oak right now. Mm -hmm. That is going to be a big Mm -hmm. crowd. It's going to be a hostile environment at Goodlow Stadium in Red Oak. I think this is a real chance for Red Oak. And Chris Ross, who is, I think, one of the most underrated coaches in the state, to make a statement in, in, against South Oak Cliff, so I'm real intrigued in this game. I think you're right. I think that's I think that's an excellent pick. And South Oak Cliff is is kind of the uh, golden boy. That's fair, but uh, golden bears. Yeah, they're they're the team that that everybody's really excited about down there. But I think you're right. People forget how what a good coach Chris Ross is. And now, boy, how long has he been there now? This is his, this is his, he's third year. No, no, Chris Ross is this is third game. Third game. That's right. He just oh he was gosh. at Boise. That's right. Yeah, I'm, he just got to Red Oak this year, so. He's mm-hmm. turned them around. They 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 hadn't won three games in like five years. Yeah. They're already three and zero. So um, so I um I remembered what my uh, hipster game was last week. Oh, uh, it was, was uh, it bad? It was a streak Jesuit and Ike. How'd and, that go? Thirty four three streak. Streak's pretty good. Streak's good, man. They're they're, th- they're three yeah. and zero. Streak's pretty. They get good. Per- they get Perlin Dawson this week, and if they beat Perlin Dawson, watch out. Like uh, district opener. 
Or no, they get a bye week and then they get Paralyzed Dawson. But that's uh, that's out. So hopefully we'll do better with our hipster games this week. We'll see how my and see. I'm on the road again this week. Yes, where are you going? Uh, going to the Valley. So till mm. so Thursday, I'm keeping it local. I'll go to uh, LD Bell and Mesquite because you know it's not a good Thursday. Again, slate. guys, we can't stress enough bad uh, Thursday slate. I'm only going because I love going to Mesquite and Jeff Fleener promised me Skeeter shirts. And how can we not get Mesquite Skeeter? Is that a Mesquite Memorial? It's at Hamby. Oh. It's like a quarter mile from Memorial. It's just right down the street. Yeah, I know, but I like Memorial better. Right on the highway. I like Memorial because it's got the, the tower. Yes, Memorial Stadium is really Memorial good. Stadium is awesome. And Mesquite ISD did a great job with the remodel. I know. Right? Yeah. Hanby's oh. fine. And, you know. But yeah, and then. I probably uh, would have gone. I hope Fleener's listening to this. I probably would have gone if he would have moved this thing to Mesquite. I'll, I'll text him. Uh, and then Friday night, <laughs> I'm heading down to the valley. Port Isabel at Laferia. Lefer- the Lions are th- they got a big win over Mercedes yes, last week. Yes, they did. 28 nothing. And Jason Strunk at Port Isabel got his first win last week, so they're getting excited about the Tarpons. So that Port Isabel, be- that's that's the weirdest coaching move of the, of the offseason, right? Going at least geographically. Lubbock to Port Isabel. Lubbock to Port Isabel. So, so Strunk texted me the other day, and he was talking about you know living in the differences in living in Lubbock and living in Port Isabel. Gee, I could think of a couple. <laughs> so he's talking about how in Lubbock, you know, it's dust everywhere. And then he goes, he goes, the other day I stepped on a crab <laughs> in Port Isabel. <laughs> he stepped on a crab. <laughs> See, that sounds painful, coach. Yeah. It, uh, poor guy has to live on the beach. Yeah, I, I, really, well, I really feel life. for him. Yeah, and really then Saturday him. night I'll be in Brownsville for uh, Brownsville Lopez and Brownsville Porter, which could be for fourth place. In Where 16. do you eat in Brownsville? Um, so I've eaten at Mr. Taco. Which is very good, Mr. Taco. You had you at some point advised me on where to eat when we were down in the valley when my when my my, my wife so and I went in down to Port Isabel. Uh, you got to go to Manuel's. Strunk has promised me that if that's they where we win, went. He yeah. said go to Manuel's and get the breakfast, the giant breakfast taco, cash only. Uh, he's, that's he's, that's the place to go. So, okay. uh, but uh, apparently I've been told uh, the AD at Brownsville ISD, uh, Coach Leal. Uh, told me to go to the Vermilion in Brownsville, mm. get the beef fajita nachos with guacamole. And I'm thinking, if you're in the valley, it's probably hard to go wrong with nachos. It's probably They're hard. Probably going to yeah. be really good. Yeah. So I'm envious you're going to the valley. I really am. I love the valley. love going to the valley. The, the passion down there. Again, if you're just a general high school football fan, at some point in your in your days on this planet, take a weekend and go down there and catch some games. Go it's, down it's, and it's go down. And just do a doubleheader. Take it. Take a Friday off. Yeah. Southwest flies there. They fly. Oh, yeah. They fly to Harlingen. They fly to Harlingen, yeah. and then American flies into Brownsville and McAllen and McAllen. Yeah. And so one. so either one. Get down there. It's it's eat some great food. Eat some good food. You will you will it will be sold out yes, at, it will. at pretty much every game. Um, get down there. So I am envious. I will be not doing any. You'll of be that. in the studio. I'll be in the studio. I'll watch you on Friday night after the game, though. Thanks, man. I will. That's hopefully we'll be in Studio A this week. We've been the the we've been bumped to Studio B because oh, of the well, oh Studio no, no, B. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm just I'm just saying <laughs> Studio A, and you can tell on Fox Sports Southwest there's one like super nice studio, yeah. and that's where like they put like. But that, that like the Rangers have been on the West Coast, so normally scoreboard is in is in Studio A, and it's just got like this nicer feel. There's just a little more bells and whistles into it. Tell Hardigan to kind of put a word in, see if she can make that. That's the Rangers, man, and mm. the Rangers like the Rangers West Coast always gets the. But we should be in Studio A this week, so right, this awesome. should be a, a nice little uh, thing, a nice little bump. So that's going to do it. That's our week three review and week four preview. Thank you again for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football yes, Insider. Get out uh, to a game this weekend. Yes. Thank Go you, watch Matt. A game. Thanks, Tepper. We'll talk to you guys next week on Tepper Stuff. Mm-hmm.